if you knew me, you would know that I love to read. Hi, we're Hannah Bay, Jasmine Joda, and Teresa McCartney, all T23s. And you're listening to If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tech School of Business at Dartmouth. Nika, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Hannah. Nika, I'm so excited. You're going to be one of our new 24 hosts of the podcast. I am super excited myself, to be honest. <laughs> I did not realize that, you know, to be a host, I would have to be an interviewee first. So this is a really interesting experience for me. Yeah, well, you got to know what it's like on the other side, too. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, see, being a talk is making me reassess my life decisions. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's talk about your life decisions today then. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you're also reading some books. Yes. Yes, I am. I, um, okay. So I know earlier I said I I would read anything and everything. That's not entirely true. (laughs) I generally prefer to read fiction, um, in the chiclets, romance, uh, fantasy, thriller, horror sometimes category so you know just like fun stuff that I probably would never actually experience in my real life I like to read about those things yeah yeah okay that's important so tell me about when you first started reading how old were you when you first started reading actual I mean you you know we all go through elementary training but when was the first time you identified as a reader um I, I will probably have to now go back to elementary, to be honest, because my, um, so learning how to read and write in school, I think my dad um, taught me all of that, and he used to use books, you know, so he would just pick like any random book in the house and be like, oh, pronounce this word or spell this word or something, and he used to use newspapers and like financial magazines, and it was very frustrating to <laughs> For an elementary school kid? I kid, you know, he would just grab the thing closest to him and the thing closest to him was usually like a newspaper or a financial magazine or something. And I was very annoyed. And then um, apparently I picked the words really quickly, probably because like my elementary self just wanted to get away from them as quickly as possible. So I'm like, I'm just going <laughs> to learn it very quickly so you can leave me alone. And I think like maybe for my fourth year birthday or five, I I really don't remember. I think like someone got me Oliver Twist or something, and it was like, and it, it, it not the not the whole version, like the abridged version for kids, like the really tiny book of it, and it was so nice. I'm like, wait, this makes no sense. Who are these people, and what are these things that they are doing? This is all very interesting. It was so random, and like I was the first kid, so I didn't have any siblings. It was just me and the books then and my parents. And it was like all these wonderful people doing wonderful things. And I was reading financial magazines. It was all very interesting. (laughs) It was so interesting. And then I like, I think my parents just realized like, well, she's not running around and like tossing things around. She just wants the book. So yes, let's get her more books. And then they just like started playing me with books. And that was it. Just started reading and just 
having fun and enjoying myself and I've been really ever since I guess yeah no that's awesome it well you went from financial magazines to Oliver Twist oh god <laughs> and I was very grateful for that <laughs> sounds like you really enjoyed the aspect of being able to live out another person's life yeah. while you were reading a book could you describe what made it about the other things that were going on in those books that made you so excited about the books and was, outside of your um, life yeah so uh I think starting with Oliver Twist I mean to be fair I didn't really think too deeply about like a lot of those things it, they were just very interesting things you know I grew up in as the first kid you know I didn't have siblings but my parents loved me like a lot so when I read Oliver Swift, the concept of a kid being born from you know into an orphanage and then going to work in a workhouse I didn't understand what those things were that was my first time of ever like hearing or learning about anything like that and you know the whole can I have some more I'm like when I need more I was such a small kid when I needed more food I would just like go into the kitchen and like help myself or something you know it was all news to me it was all very interesting I'm like this I do not know what this is it was very interesting concept and I just wanted to read about other things that I would I didn't know about and um I think after that was the next book I really remember, like just holding my attention, was the Three Musketeers. Also, the mm. three, the little children version of it. And I'm like, who are these people? What are musketeers? I struggled with that one word, and I went back to my dad, and he probably looked at me like, "See, if you were still reading financial magazines, you know what that was." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the financial magazines love talking about musketeers. You know. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> but yeah, I, I read about this musket. I, I it was really difficult to picture. It was very fascinating. It was all interesting. I think like there were so back in Nigeria, then I think there was like a particular publisher, Lantern Books, that published like abridged versions of those classics for kids. So I think I went I went through all of them. I read Oliver Twist, I think A Tale of Two Cities, The Three Musketeers, um, Charlotte Bronte, Jane Eyre. Yeah, you know, I, you sounds know, like all, all the classics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, you know, really condensed all of the classics. It was lots of fun. Um, I enjoyed all of that when I was a kid. And then after that, I grew into um, romance. So... <laughs> I went to I went to high school and like all my friends they were like reading romance and you know it was like the forbidden thing like you don't talk about boys but you can read about them because it's a book and somebody's going to tell you not to yeah. read books. So was, that's so funny. Like, oh well, I can't technically talk about or two boys, but I can read about them. And besides, the boys I was reading about were so much cooler than the actual boys in real life. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's always some sort of idealized <laughs> yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. Did you go to an all-girls school? I did, in fact, go to an all-girls school mm. for the first three years of high school. And then mm. I went to a college for the last three years. Um, mm. So it was really interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then, um, I think 
after a while, I grew out of those because I, I guess I just realized that most of the romance novels just kind of followed a particular trope and it got boring after a while. <laughs> yeah, it's always I the same could, formula. Exactly, you know, girl yeah. meets boy, boy and girl date, they have a big fight, they go their separate ways, realize they couldn't live you know separate from each other they come back reconciling happily ever after i'm like okay we make something else now <laughs> yeah korean dramas are the same way it's like yeah. you can only yeah. watch so many i have to give myself breaks in between <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be fair i have never actually committed to any korean drama so far even though i've heard really good things yeah yeah have you watched squid games i did yes yeah, Squid Game is like the one Korean drama, the rare Korean drama that's like very, very different and yeah. unique. I loved it. I benched it all in like one or two evenings. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I, I think I watched it all in one night. Because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so addicting. Um, But I think another thing about, well, I, I also love books a lot and grew up reading books. And I think that the one thing that's different about reading books than watching a movie or TV, because at the end of the day, you're still learning about people's stories. You're able to empathize with the characters and and see them grow and develop. But the thing about books is you get so much deeper. You get more into their thoughts, the characters' thoughts. You get more, you feel more of the tension that they might have. Um, And I think even as a kid, probably you recognize that you were, when you were reading um, you're able to put yourself in the character's shoes a lot more closely than if you were watching a movie. Yeah. True, that is true. Because, you know, the books explain what the characters are thinking and feeling. And in movies, you mostly just get what they are saying or emoting. And you don't, you don't really get all the nuances behind you know, yeah. the actions. Yeah. Also, with books, I feel like with books, you get to build the world in your own head right mm-hmm. you decide what they look like you're not limited to what is humanly possible you know like oh this is what a human being can look like or this is what a dragon can look like in the book like with books they just describe a thing and your brain decides what it looks like so it's mm-hmm. so much more vibrant and so much more interesting to imagine it in your head than watch someone else's portrayal of what that thing should be and i mm-hmm. feel very annoyed with a lot of book to movie um adaptations because i feel like they never quite live up to the hype it's like this mm-hmm. is not what the book was about at all yeah what movie is an example that you think can think of oh that i did not like the adaptation of percy jackson i did i it, i was so annoyed <laughs> It was, I'm like, no, it cannot be the same book I read that has been adapted. To wow. It was so different. It was so wrong in so many different ways. I'm so sorry to the entire cast and crew. But it was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're not alone, though. Yeah, I'm sure you're not alone in feeling that way. So what books are you reading right now? Okay, right now I am reading What is Not for You is Not for You by a Nigerian author, Helen. And I'm reading Verity by Colin Hoover, which looks like it is going to be a, an intense page turner. So, yeah, it's keeping me up very late at night, but I'm loving it. <laughs> Not the cases for classes. <laughs> I mean, those too. 
I, I'm surprised to hear that you're reading two books, not just one. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage to find the time to read these books other than staying up a little late? Okay, so I actually have periods of time where I'm not able to read like at all because you know my schedule is just like so busy and I have other things that I'm doing. But sometimes because like books are just so restful for me. So sometimes I'm I'm actually because of how busy I am, I have to make out time to read because it's like my escape from all the other busyness, all the things that I'm doing. So I I would just like I, and I read on my phone most of the time. I don't buy like hard copy books. On my phone is easier. So I can switch between, you know, responding to an email and just like go right back to a book or respond to a message and just go right back to a book. I'm on I'm in, I'm on the move, I'm in public transport or whatever it is. I just bring mm-hmm. it out and I'm reading it. And yeah, that that's reading it on the phone just makes it easy to be able to read and I need to read. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. I feel like I'll be so distracted if I were reading on my phone, though. Oh, well, I mean, I, I think it's different for different people. So I know a few people who would rather read hard copy books. Um, I guess in a very ideal world, yes, I would enjoy that. But I like the ease of just having it on my phone. So just, yeah, mm. it's always with me. Yeah, love that. Um, are you part of our book club at our school? I am a part of the book club, yes. In fact, um, I know when I went for the club fair, they were taking down like recommendations for books to read. And I'm like, oh, can I just write anything? And they said, yeah, sure. And then I wrote one book and I was going to walk, walk away. I'm like, no, no, I have another one. <laughs> can I write another one? She was like, oh, you can write as much as you want. But I just kept on going. I am part of the club, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That I love that. I think um, Literati is probably our um, most dedicated club. Mm-hmm. And I think the people who really love books, they really do show up to the club, to yeah. the events. I should go to one of the events sometime. You should. You should. It's lots of fun. So many times other things that I've come to be interested in or to be fascinated by have come out of you know, reading a book or, yeah, mostly reading a book. So, for example, um, I got really, really interested in, like, women's rights, especially in Nigeria and just, like, the um, standard of living that most women uh, have to live or, you know, in Nigeria. And that was because I read a book about um, a particular woman. It's called Joys of Motherhood. And spoiler alert, there was no joy in the entire book. I waited, mm-hmm. I read it right till the very end, waiting for, oh my God, things have to turn around because the name of the book is literally Joys of Motherhood. But there was no joy. And, mm-hmm. you know, that just really got me interested. I, I closed the book and I'm like, wait, this cannot be. I mean, I, write, I like to read fiction, so this should be fiction. No, this can be real life. And I got into, um, I did some more research and I realized that I had been living in this very small bubble and Mm. there was like just so much that women had to go through in their entire life um and that was because I I had read the book right Mm. so um the book kind of like just spans this young girl who was born into like a poor family and then her parents were owing some debts 
and they couldn't pay so they kind of married her out to the family they were owing to settle mm-hmm. their debts so to speak and <clears throat> she was really maltreated because the family they married her out to they had the man already had like i think two or three wives or something so she came in as the fourth wife the younger wife mm-hmm. um she was really unhappy obviously because she was maltreated by the other wives the man didn't really stay around to care for her and then but the man expected her to have kids because you know she was young she was supposed to be fertile and she didn't have kids for a while and that was a problem so she got some bad treatment because of that eventually she had kids she had a lot of kids um, but the kids never took care of her they were they were very poorly behaved so people would blame her for not bringing up her kids well eventually she lived that life and then she died and then people were like oh since she had so many children they would make her like the deity of fertility and they would you know make sacrifices to her and pray to her asking her to give them kids but she was just a regular woman who died and obviously their prayers wouldn't be answered they wouldn't have kids and then even in death they would still blame her and be like oh what's her problem she had all these kids why isn't she blessing them and i'm like hold on (laughs) this cannot be right and then i actually did um there are certain cultures in the world where they do marry up um you know girl children to families to pay off debts um like what is that about i did in fact get involved with a an ngo in nigeria that was trying to like create some awareness around like the girl child educating mm-hmm. the girl child just like bringing up the girl child the way you would think of the boy child boy child um so that i got i got into that um i got also got into like just education and like professional development for if I not as for women but I think I just kind of like well everyone really needs you know all of these exposures mm-hmm. and um, I'm also very much into into that into education mm-hmm. and just like developing people generally so I spend a lot of spent a lot of my volunteer time doing that mm-hmm. um, back home in Nigeria um, yeah yeah, it sounds like you really it, reading that book ignited a passion within you. Yeah. And it, it prompted not just passion, but action too, so that you could actually yeah. go out and, and yeah. change something that you felt uh, changed something so it could become more of a just world surrounding you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really incredible. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you also about how you got interested in doing the podcast. I'm wondering if part of you wanting to do the podcast is similar to why you love reading books so much yes so that that is a part of it for sure because just like reading about all these people and realizing that there's there's so many stories out there to be honest I you know people put their life stories into books they imagine stories and it goes into books and there's so much going on in like inside of people like their whole world's in each individual person that you will never know about if you don't talk to them. Um, so I, I definitely want to know more about those stories. And then specifically from people because um, I actually had like a, a stretch of time where I was traveling like a lot. So I spent a good portion of time in airports. And for some reason I would meet people, like I would just have some random conversation with them and then we would just start having a whole conversation. 
And every time I left an airport, it was actually a thing with my friends. Whenever I was traveling, they would call me when I landed and they wouldn't be like, oh, did you land well? How's your flight? They're like, who did you meet? What story did they tell you? Because it was a whole thing. I would literally just be random people and they would tell me like fun stories. I'm like, whoa, that was so interesting. <laughs> and, and I think like coming to a place like Cork, that is such an amazing collection and combination of people with amazing backgrounds diverse perspectives it was like what's better like why do I have to wait until I'm at the airport there are all these people right here you know that I could mm -hmm. talk to and learn more from learn about where they're coming from and the way they think about the world and it was like this this was a perfect opportunity for me to do that yeah absolutely I that, that's definitely been happening for me and I really appreciate getting to learn so much about you and Eka today thank you for having me yeah and i'm excited to pass the torch on to you too oh i hope i can i hope i can get people to actually share their stories the way you and the team have been able to so far i'm hoping that and if so, I don't know everyone is so excited to. everyone's yeah. excited to talk about themselves okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you got a great personality too <laughs> oh thank you so uh, much Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. The If You Knew Me podcast was founded back in the fall of 2020 to help deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging at Tuck. Please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other Tuckies. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured on a future episode, please contact us at the email address listed in the description.